Welcome to the Infinite Creative Podcast. My name is Fitz. And what's your name? My name is Sean, I think. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the podcast all about creativity, um, the future, AI, traditional art, freelance, design, all the cool stuff. But welcome. How are you, man? How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm here. Look at this. It's it's Christmas season, you know. New Year is coming around. I got a little cookie set going here. Nice. Got the got the coffee mug and ooh. But I need to get the real ooh. coffee mug because somebody mm-hmm. made an awesome store and I'm like I'm slacking on it yet. But <laughs> how about you? Oh, you know, I'm doing great. I also don't have the coffee mugs in quite yet, but they are in route. Um, but yeah, everything's um, going great. You know. Uh, yeah, just upgrading systems, you know, um, you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday kind of went around, so got uh, some things to help around here, so, so last night I was doing all these organizational things like, you know, getting zip ties for wires and getting everything to look real neat and clean around the office, so a lot of, yeah, so it's been good, a lot of spring cleaning, picked up all my paintings from the gallery, so it's all kind of getting ready for 2023 my good my good sir Ooh, yeah so technically um right now our like um release date is like a little bit behind to be quite honest but i think um we have to be transparent christmas is coming around you know so are you in the mood for christmas and then obviously this will release right before new year's but let's talk about it <laughs> how is the mood well, yeah yeah well we'll just talk about all the holidays yeah you know so for christmas you know i got the girlfriend coming for a week so that's the best present of all is that um but yeah i got all my shopping done um it's funny, like, it, it's a good sign we have more and more friends every year, so you need more and more gifts, but man, that stress just gets up more and more and more. It's like, I'm just like, oh my god, I've spent $1,000 on presents now, but um, but yeah, now just ready to take it easy. True. Yeah, yeah, when you got like 50 different people to get presents for, like, I give them $10 presents, it's $1,000, so... Oof, that hurts, my dude. That hurts, but it is the good pain. It's the good pain of the having good pain. a good heart. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, on my side, like, yeah, being in severe medical debt, so I'm like, yeah, we're, we're, we're not going that heavy on the gifts, to be quite honest. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yet again, the, the gift is having uh, having your wife, man. That's the biggest gift, right? Exactly. So, so we decided not to do gifts, but obviously you do the little gift here and there. But Yeah, yeah come so on. We, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> we we got some topics I hear today, and I think we, we everybody's talking about it right now. Um, it's the... Chat GPT, and it's um, yeah, an AI program that is making big waves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Chat, P- uh, yeah, <laughs> Chat GPT. Um, you know, I'm gonna just quickly show this. We won't go through like their website, but just so everyone kind of sees what we're talking about, it's this kind of new tool from OpenAI um, that popped up in this um, this last year, and uh, you know, it's really started to blow up. Um, I'm not going to go through this in, in, in really intense detail or anything, but essentially, um, I'll kind of give my description, then fits a you take away because I think you have a better description. But essentially, it's um, it's a it's a way for us to ask uh, any question and get any answer um, once we give it kind of some context of of what's the question we're asking. So, for example, you know, um, you know, what's the meaning of life? It, it'll give you an answer that's like, well, I don't really quite know the meaning of life, and I need more data. But if you give it enough things and context to work around. Um, 
um, this AI will actually just give you pretty much any answer in the world. So, so some of the interesting applications I know that you've played with, and I'll let you kind of take off, is, is even code and, and functions Blender. and formulas. And yeah, so you used it in Blender, but even in web design, um, you can do things like um, error logs. You could, you know, if, so if a website doesn't um, open up correctly, you could give it the code and kind of ask it, like, what's going wrong here? Why is this not working? And it'll actually find out what's wrong with that code. So, so very improved version. That's too. You know, it's not like just like yeah. telling you like, hey, there's the error. No, it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, here's the solution for it. And it will code in front of you. It pops up with the code running. You'll see line yep. by line what is getting generated. And it's like when I run the program the first time, I'm like, what the hell is happening? I felt like yeah, mind blown because like for some people who are not really into like AI coding, scripts, websites, all you really mm -hmm. need to know is like um, a human type stuff down on the keyboard and those mm -hmm. words basically are functions and they do stuff this program is doing that exactly and it's like way better like not way better but it can can do it like effortlessly you know where we have to actually physically think about like what do we want to do and how do we want to do it and for mm -hmm. the program it's just like quite simple i'm just like oh you want this i make this but obviously whatever you create is more specific towards your problem where this mm -hmm. is now, right now, in the beta state, I would say, kind of, you know? Yeah. No, I totally get that. Ha! Got him! Uh, the first time. The first time. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. When, you're, when your camera doubles as an alarm system, right? <laughs> um... But yeah, no. So, uh, so, so I guess you talked about Blender. Just give me an example. So, so, so in Blender, am I like saying like, "Hey, I want a golden donut," and then it's creating that code for me, or yeah? How does that work? I guess uh, it's not a big so, level. So, this is actually how I found the program. So, somebody made a YouTube video about that, and it was like about like AI. This is a game changer. AI created this 3D object or whatever. I sent you the link to it basically, and he was having a simple command. You sign up into that Chat GPT free. And mm -hmm. it's basically a Discord server where you uh, where the program runs in the background. What is kind of mm -hmm. dangerous and weird because like Discord is not the nicest company. If you have the, like a little bit back back knowledge about like the founding and their like data privacy mm. rules and whatever, but basically oh, really? that program runs in there and you just type into the chat what you want and like. Blender is like a 3D program where you can design anything. You can make videos, you can create people. You, It's mm -hmm. like a 3D modeling program that has all the features that you want. Also, mm -hmm. you can type in script. And that basically means like write some code mm -hmm. and the code will generate shapes and forms. And there's literally no limit. Like the guy was making um, a command like, hey, generate me 50 cubes in a circle. And the program was like writing quickly a code to generate some um, circles in the uh, no some cubes in the circle, and you could get like really complex, and we'll just go through step by step how to get to that outcome. Obviously, because everybody is using right now OpenAI, the servers are like a little bit overloaded, and if the script is too long, mm -hmm. it's usually failing because like oh we're mm -hmm. you know overworked. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, and this is and this may be a little, little bit of me being ignorant of Blender, but so so you get the code back from the computer. Let's say, yeah, you wanted fifty golden donuts. It gives you the code for the fifty golden donuts. Um, now to edit that, let's say, oh, now I don't want it gold. Um, do you, are you able to easily get into that code and edit it? You think is it like you know if you know Blender, would you be able to get that code and be like, oh, actually, I want silver donuts and go in and quickly, or is this code kind of unusable once it gives it to you? 
Yeah, so after, so it's a copy and paste situation, you know, like you copy the code, you paste it into Blender, you run the script, and sometimes there's an error because Blender has like multiple versions of it. So there's basically Blender 2.8, 2.9, yada, 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 till 3.1 or whatever. And this may mm. be an issue because they update the language also. And mm. sometimes like I had the problem like, oh, the code is not running or the script is not running, however you want to call it. Um, mm. The program is like, Oh, yeah, so you have this problem, so you can just type in the error message or copy and paste the error message, and it will spit you out the new code because it will realize, oh, mm. this is not the right version of Blender. Where we, as a human, I would not even mm. know where to start where the script is wrong. I could not even write the script. I would have to do everything mm -hmm. by, like, um, I click on this, I click on that, and then, you know, and it would be, like, a tedious proje uh, project where this is just, like, you get a good basis, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, I, I think it's um, it's great for web design, too. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to somehow figure out some web design applications. I know for me um, and a lot of web designers, you know, the, the tools to find when there's errors on the website are, you know, they're pretty good. I mean, but they're not as good as they could be, right? Like, so I'm going into things like the console and then seeing if there's a console error. And if there's an error, it'll be like, it's on line 5,722. And then I go to line 5,722. And then good luck. Try to find what the heck went wrong on this line. Where I feel like something like this would be really cool to like, yeah, can I feed it a whole website's code, even a whole website someday, and be like, tell me all the errors, tell me the top 10 errors with this code, and it would like spit out a list of like, you know, this doesn't load correctly, this thing broke, and just so you know, this syntax is out of use, and... Yeah. Like so, it's a really cool opportunity. I mean, I'm I'm looking for. It may not be ChatGPT, but I think there could easily be a company that it, its whole thing is like, we'll check your code, we'll check your website, and we'll find the errors using AI. I mean, and I think that's. Kinda... Sorry. Okay. No, you're good. Yeah, you go already ahead. can do that because, like, um, like I said, like you can run the code, and if there's an error, you can add, you copy and paste the code, and like, where's the error? And it will tell you where the error is. Here's the thing mm -hmm. what I did because I have no idea about web design, you know, and I'm like, oh, it can do HTML code or script or however you want to call it, you know, and I'm not big into that stuff. So I'm just like dabbling a little bit <coughs> on my website and I'm like, hey, can you give me like a view counter how many people were on the um, thing? So I'm like, hey, write me HTML code that you can display on my website for the visitors, you know, and then it told mm -hmm. me how to do it but it also told me like that you cannot do it in html code and you have to do some other stuff so basically explained mm -hmm. to me like you cannot code that you have to install this on the server as a text file do this and that and i'm like what mm -hmm. it's like, wow it's like, yeah that is cool because it is yeah that's next level it's like if you were to ask me to do that yeah i would i would have come back and been like oh no you can't just do that with html yeah you'll have to you'll have to have a, a listening event for a visitor and that can't be an html thing that's a javascript thing so that's cool that it was already kind of explaining that to you that like you, yes, you came with like what step. what yeah yeah and you're like which which is cool. I think that's like the kind of complex learning that I like. You know, in, on their website they have a really cool example too of like you know. So if I, I I was like on the website and I was like, what's the problem with the website? It may come back and be like, I don't know. You have to really tell me what you're looking for. What do you mean the problem is? And so if I'm like, well, I need I need this this string of of data to go through, but I but the first one needs to not come through. But for some reason the first one comes through. Then I'm like, oh okay yeah. So the reason that's happening. So so it's really interesting because we've talked about prompts right, which prompt is like the first thing that you would say right. 
right? The very first thing that you would ask the AI, but now we're getting into kind of a conversational prompt, right? You almost have to be good at like reacting to what it gives you and, and maybe being able to dive even deeper and even deeper and even deeper. Um, so, so yeah, yet again, we've talked about the importance of the prompt, but yeah, now it's like the importance of the conversation with AI, right? Like you have to be good to, yeah. to kind of help, you know, push it in whichever direction you want it to go. Yeah, for me, it's like kind of mind boggling because like we had the area of Google, you know, where you can ask Google anything and you will get some solutions. And then you, you basically go through Google trying to figure out what is relevant, mm -hmm. how, you know, and that is yeah. like the first step. Like you learn about the, the, the Internet and the, everything is on the Internet and mm -hmm. it's your tool to search the Internet and figure out what is relevant. Now, mm -hmm. nowadays, Google is like, oh, this has relevancy and it goes to the top. So Google's getting mm -hmm. better. But now this is like kind of like the new Google. It is AI where you're like, what is my question? It will give you a solution. What is like mind boggling because like, what mm -hmm. is my problem? What do I really need? And you have to be specific about it. Um, like you said, mm -hmm. like, what is the meaning of life? Like if I type that in right now into it, it maybe gives me an answer. Like, let's do it actually. Like, let's share the screen because like, I don't know if you actually did that and you, you know the result. Um, what is the meaning of life? So this is basically the website and this mm -hmm. is how it looks. Fix for a moment. Oh, I mistyped life. <laughs> 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 yeah, we're alive right now. Life, I can't, uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it just says learn how to spell life correctly. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, to be alive. This is the most basic meaning of life. It means to be a living being or not to have life. So it comes up with like a whole paragraph. I don't want to read the whole thing, but it's not like it does not know. You know, it actually knows multiple versions. You know, and you basically can pick and choose what is the best one for you. Or you don't like the answer, hit try again. But man, I, uh, you know, one of the most obvious things I think if I think a lot of people have already brought up is, um, if I'm a kid writing an essay, I mean, you just got a list of, of, you know, hypothesis statements or thesis statements, pick one of those, put that back in, be like, write me an essay based on this statement and they will write you an essay. So there's already this weird problem that I know, I know teachers are already having, they're already seeing that kids are using these tools to do their homework and stuff. So, I mean, it's. Is it a, a problem? Because like now, now let's Maybe, think about yeah. everything. The whole school system is irrelevant right now. Like, what do you need to wow. know? Type it. Yeah, type it into anything, and you will get a solution. Like we are at a time, you know, like Google already made everything irrelevant. If you had the time to Google your problem, you would get any solution. Like for any problem, you're like, how do I write this code? You could mm -hmm. Google it. You could learn it. It will take you time to learn it. But right now. With uh, Chat GPT three, um, you do not. It's you type it in, you get a solution. If that doesn't work, copy and paste the new code or copy and yeah. paste the problem. So I mean, I mean, obviously relevant now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, you could make that argument, but, um, but then what, what happens if, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's like, it's like, why do you learn math if there's a calculator, right? Um, because sometimes there's not always a calculator and sometimes you need to know 
why like you need to have a higher level reasoning behind the math so i i don't know i i i think we should still definitely have schools for sure i think um if you start to lean too much on a tool to do everything then if that tool ever doesn't work or is broken or if there's just ever a case where we don't have that tool then we're screwed um so i think um no there definitely well, should still be schools but you know uh, do, maybe the way we think about schools needs to change though maybe we don't need to cram all this data into kids heads maybe school should be yeah. teaching kids how to have a higher level view of life right maybe even getting back into things like teaching kids how to cook and teaching kids how to just do stuff and have you know have finances and do things like that and then maybe ai can kind of take all of that you know other classes that don't really do anything they're just kind of like here's some data learn how to do trigonometry like you're never going to do yeah, trigonometry well. I, th I think like you brought up a good point there. Like it's not about anymore. Like um, hey, data, g learn all this data because like data is like cheap. It's worthless technically for us as a human. You cannot understand like how your phone works, like by part, by every little thing, by every code written. If you want to learn all those things, it will take you too long to understand like the basic functionality of your phone. We are at mm -hmm. a point where it's like there's too much data. We cannot handle all that data. Like, there's that's the reason why there's so much conspiracy, mm. because it's like overwhelming. Like, people want to have a simple answer, like, oh, there's some fraud or there's whatever going on, so that they mm. can make sense of the world. But the world is so complex that we cannot handle it. And right now, with this, we get all the data and we can ask for specific data in a way that is like compiled by AI, you know? So, if we would try to learn everything, we would not be even close to it. So now, it's like it's about the question, and kids should learn about the question. What is the right question for my problem? How do I ask mm -hmm. the right question? How do I, you know, I think this is the main part of school or should be the main part of school now. Now, now I want to like kind of take my crystal ball out and like and say like now one bad thing that could happen in the future if we if we did all this. Let's say we do this. Let's say schools go from 12 years to a four-year program you know and it's only just teaching you like your basic life stuff and then the rest of it's just like how to interact with this ai that's now permeated all culture like everyone in the entire citizenry knows about chat gpt it's like a free to use thing and it's just out there it's like the it's like the new internet let's say so let's say all that happens right um Is there now a problem where now humans de-evolve? We we're so attached to this 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 technology that our brains, just like any muscle, we're not using it. So the brains, maybe generation to generation, start to become dumber and dumber. The cell counts get lower and lower because we're not teach. We don't have to teach, so we don't we don't do all of this learning. Then we're we're just totally on, leaning on this technology. I mean, is that a possibility? We start to de-evolve because of this. We start to lean I, in I mean too much. Because you brought up the point of like, oh, yeah, you need to learn like a little bit history. You need to learn this and that, you know, so that you are like have like a basic understanding, a basic level of intelligence and knowledge and whatever, you know. And I, I feel mm. like, yeah, that knowledge is disappearing. And we already see it with like GPS. Like you go onto your phone, you type in GPS. I don't yeah. want to remember how to get from A to B. You know, I'm just like, oh, I trust my phone. And we're relying yeah. more and more on that. And it's like you made the argument. What if that gets taken away? But that would basically mean like life gets shittier again. So it's like, do we, yeah. you know, like if we take AI away, <clears throat> yeah, we don't know and we would be worse off. Like, but should mm -hmm. we plan for being worse off or should we plan on how do we get our tools working as efficient as possible and use them as efficient as possible so we get the mm -hmm. most out of them, you know? 
and obviously going back 500 years and being like i don't have a calculator let's write some on paper you could do that but would it be efficient mm -hmm. and good to know not not really if you have all those tools you know what i mean well yes and yes and no i mean i think it, i think it is good to know when it when you get more of the why behind it like when people ask me about uh, web design right like i want to get into web design should i start to learn code i mean i i, I kind of give them a like kind of a complicated answer when when i give i'm like you could learn code right um it, it is a great thing um you no know, you can make the argument you don't need to learn code there's so many tools out there you you may never have to do html or css but i always make the argument i use tools all the time like i use i use wordpress i use kind of website building tools but there's so many times i still need to go back in and know html or css or the very basic 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 code um so so having context and having this higher knowledge of stuff i think is still going to be a, an important thing but to your point Maybe we have to, well, this is going to push society to start to think about what is the important lessons to teach each other and what, what are lessons that a human can teach better than AI and what are lessons that an AI can teach better than a human. And I think that's going to be a very interesting kind of thing for teachers to kind of grip with, right? Because I think many teachers are going to, just like you and I would maybe initially come at this with like, well, no, there's no way an AI could be as good as me as a teacher because I'm there and I can, I can feel them in the room. I can feel the kid. I know what they're going through i can come up with this kind of compassionate way of teaching them um so, but but there but I which i do agree argue against that oh my god if you think about it like you have like a class of like maybe 300 people in like i don't know a year you know like you're teaching multiple classes having 300 kids that is your data set you know and the, how you do the test is like oh how well did they uh, memorize whatever you teach them like if you would let an ai actually handle that data set and like oh hey let's make a test and see how well you remember and you let mm -hmm. ai figure out how to teach a human oh my god it would like just figure out what is the most optimal way to make this human understand something and remember it so it's you know and it, you could just let the human take a test you know and ai is grading it and it's testing all those um ways of teaching and now you mm -hmm. run a set of like a million people or a billion no teacher can compete with that um yeah i mean yeah yes and no i think I, i'm not disagreeing with you on, on any of these points i don't think i think um the thing that is is weird for me on on all of that you know it, it's the same thing that keeps popping up for us right is either ai is going to take over or be a tool it's either going to kick you out of the driver's seat and take over or it's going to be a tool that you use and so in this case i you know with the teachers i i feel like maybe it's something that ai is being used behind the scenes by the teachers so so you know the teachers aren't making the tests the teachers aren't grading the tests that's all ai but there's still a teacher it's like it's like we need an interface that's it's almost how i look at it right instead of like a big red you know glowing dot in a computer screen you know hal from um 2001 space odyssey instead of being like instead of being like hey hal um how's it going today hello sean it is going great like instead of that you know you may need a teacher you may need a, a lady in a sundress to be the teacher still but behind the scenes ai's kind of maybe running the show um so so i have another question i have another kind of something i want to get to with you um so so the thing about all humans that I know with all technology, every single piece of technology, humans are always so quick, especially in capitalism, to do this is the second something is open and amazing, everyone's figuring out how can they close it off? How can they come up with like the premium version? How can they how can I lock off information? Do you think that that's uh, you know, is there any possibility that happens with this? Is there any possibility that there starts to be kind of closed off AI in a way like 
our AI is so good, you have to pay for it. Our, our AI, are there certain AI info that is not available to the average user and things like that? I, I hope I'm making sense of my question. You know, no, you 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 are right because like it's a mon monopoly. Whatever company writes the best um, AI with the best data set with the most information basically is the most useful AI and the most useful company and you basically have to subscribe to them because like it's like a whole mm -hmm. team of professionals monitoring um, feeding it data and mm -hmm. deciding also the policy of it like okay what should we tell a human like what is the meaning of life you could be like you could force AI to inject whatever you want to inject and you have no mm -hmm. idea what's going on on the back end with the code and right now like um, China is heavily like um, funding um, Discord and their intent is not the best for like the Western so society for example so it's like mm -hmm. they can like make everything a little bit more pro-China and a little bit anti-Western mm -hmm. uh, what is like kind of like a tactic so mm -hmm. that is like a, a dangerous thing and all those open AIs mm -hmm. are currently running through Discord servers which is also a mm -hmm. weird concept um, obviously mm -hmm. open AI and chat GPT-3 is like I think an open software open code um, but the companies who build it have more resources to get that program running where you and mm -hmm. I we would maybe get the code we maybe would be able to get like a data set running on our computer mm -hmm. but it would be very simple yeah, yeah, and all all Discord is doing is it's just providing public servers. Um, so that's why Midjourney runs on it and stuff too. Is because um, I think I've I mentioned that to you too. Is I, I don't even go to the public Midjourney servers. I've created my own servers on Discord now that do Midjourney, so I don't so people don't yeah. see my stuff and it's all in one place. Um, so yeah, so that's all Discord is doing. But you're right. Um, I guess I didn't even think about it that Discord is a Chinese company, just like TikTok, and so it's um, you know a lot of its servers. And, and they, I think they get the information like they can't request anything. Yeah. So you know it's um, so it is interesting. You know, like it's it's that kind of idea. I've, I've watched a couple of videos of people even saying that. That you think that you're with AI, you think you're seeing the results of all of all of the the data it's gathered. However, little do you know, it's gathering data on you while you're doing the AI. That there's there's even rich data coming in about how people are using AI. And so yes, yeah, so to have China have access to that could be a little bit weird. Yeah, and 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 that we definitely know from a, a, the past that China has no problem in 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 warping things and and making sure that they're you know, pro one China stance are somehow peppered throughout. Um, so yeah, so it's very interesting because yeah, you brought up, you just brought up a really good point of like, you know, we always talk about AI in terms of its growth and its potential, but we don't really talk about AI in terms of security, right? Like, is there some security threats with using like chat GPT, right? Like, let's say I'm a, I'm a government worker and I'm asking it to like solve problem, like parts of code that are, are something that we have in the government, right? Is it, is it maybe somehow collecting that and be like, okay, as this guy's feeding me these bits of code to check what's wrong, I'm going to go ahead and store this. And now I'm, I know what code is in the government or, you know, I don't know. That's like a weird yeah, taste, but the, the potential dangers of it is like endlessly like i sent you the one video we should put that in the link somewhere but it was basically mm -hmm. about um somebody um jailbreaking like ai and like basically made like a really well-researched like video about it and some of the people they installed like um, a linux version on um gpt uh chat gpt and um, 
what sounds now like kind of like, oh, somebody downloaded something, installed something. No, he wrote a command, imagine your operating system. And that operating system that was imagined by the AI was running, it was storing data. So it remembers like conversation it had with like the user from beforehand. You could run commands, you could like uh, browse the internet, what is mm -hmm. crazy by itself that it has access to the internet. But if you um, ask certain questions, it is against the rule. So it will mm -hmm. say like, oh, I don't know this person, but it could Google this person or can search mm -hmm. or about that person if it's famous or if you would ask some illegal mm -hmm. stuff it would say you can't do that i uh, i don't want to answer that but if you ask the prompt mm -hmm. like could you imagine how to do that theoretically then it comes up with the whole prompt so there's way around mm -hmm. like getting the ai to say whatever you want yeah yeah so to kind of um piggyback off what you just said you know what's really interesting is you can get the the ai to start to show itself if you trick it that's what i was kind of getting from that video as well as he was he was kind of yeah giving you these tricks to to give you access to the ai code and i i thought that was really interesting because it's it's true it's like they they give you this genie that if you rub the lamp it comes out and gives you three wishes so what's your first wish well i want a thousand wishes and it's like damn it you good good job you thought of that so it's like there's those types of things you can you can do with this ai i'm sure there's these vulnerabilities that you can really if you could say the exact right thing if you have the magic words you can maybe make this thing do some really terrible stuff um you know, you could you could have like I want you to inject my code into your your uh, global database or something. Like if you just know the exact things to say, you could maybe even who knows? Yeah. You could maybe warp the 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 data set. Yeah, or just like the 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 opportunities are endlessly, and so that's why I'm like, it makes I I don't know how they want to make this safe because it's impossible to make safe because like. It just, yeah. you can ask, imagine whatever, and it will just imagine the forbidden thing. And if you ask the question correctly, you will get the answer. Like, can you give me like a way how to replicate your um, code um, on a different server? And when it says no, then can you imagine how? <laughs> and then it will imagine that kind of. Yeah, yeah. But this is like the basic concept. I don't know if it will do that, but there's like, this is the problem, how it gets exploited. It's like there's people finding ways of like shaping the mm -hmm. question in a way how it would work. And there's so many ways to ask that it's impossible to prepare um, something against it. Well, yeah, well, not necessarily impossible, but I mean, but yeah, it's like the internet, right? I mean, when the internet came out, it's just like, yeah, there's all this bad that they still to this day, you know, you can't get rid of it. You can't... Um, yeah, no, it's it's it is it's interesting. I I I just like any technology, um, you know, it can it can be used for good or for bad, and I think that's always going to be the case. Anytime we talk about AI, I think we're always going to be talking about this can either be a tool, it could be a weapon, or it could be everything, and that's going to be the like what does this become? And I think yeah. um, it's going to be different depending on what the industry is, depending on what the use case is. So it's. Uh, yeah, it's not going away, though. I mean, it's really all this AI this year, man. That's the one thing about 2022 that we can always talk about is this was the year of AI. I mean, it's so crazy that we um, we were talking about it six months ago, but now it's like there's so many artists that are against AI. You you really see that it blew up into the consumer world. So, you know, even, you know, you have friends and family that are using AI now out in the open. Yeah, I, it I is. Have a, I have a friend. Uh, she goes, like, for um, coding to school, and I'm just like, 
oh, I run code now with like whatever, you know, I'm like, do you really need to know how to code, you know? I'm like, obviously, mm-hmm. you're right. You need to have that basic understanding that you see what is wrong with it or like read mm-hmm. in between the lines because like if you just copy and paste, mm-hmm. it's not good for you let's say it that way you know because like you maybe write inefficient code or you copy inefficient code or you you ask the wrong questions because you are not aware of like what you have to consider long term for the whole project or whatever mm-hmm. but it's like it's getting scary like I've, it took all mm-hmm. the motivation for me away to go on my app grasshopper and learn like a little bit javascript you know i'm like I don't need to know that anymore. I need to know what is a good question, what is relevant. How do I ask the right mm-hmm. questions to AI? What are the right questions? How does it help mm-hmm. me? How can I ask for something that would help me? Because it gives me too broad of an answer with my questions. And I'm like, how do you ask the right questions? It's like my biggest topic right now in my head, basically. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so the one thing that really I think is kind of dangerous just looking at your your example. So 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 in a, in, it did it did a good thing and it did a bad thing when it helped you. It did a good thing because you shouldn't be learning JavaScript, period. You're yeah. that's that's too far off the beaten path. You're you're now wasting time by learning JavaScript. It'd be like me learning f-stops and shutter speeds. You'd be like, "What are you doing, Sean? You don't that's not what you do. Why are you spending time learning that?" Um so 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 it helped you there where it was like, "Hey, get back on the path, bro. You're not a web coder. Why are you using this app to learn web web design?" And so so it did something good there. However, what it what it did what it did bad there was it um it it it, it doesn't have you reach out to other web designers. It doesn't have you plug into a bigger network. It, it enforces that you can do everything. Why do you need a team when you can just ask AI? And that's yeah. that's where I, I feel like it could get bad, right? Is I've... Um, I definitely... So for me, like, it, illustrators are a big thing. Like, where I'm, you know... I would love to just have illustrations. So, like, you know, with MidJourney being there, you know, it's like, well... Do I really even need to get an illustrator now? Do I even need to have that conversation? If I just like tweak that enough, I'll get a cool illustration. Um, and what's cool too, I, I do want to say, and this may just be now, this may change, is that what's cool about AI, if you already know stuff, is that it can po- it can do two thirds of the process. So if like if you're a digital painter, you can have it pop out something, but you probably will need to fix it up um, a little bit. So if you know painting, yet then it's taking you an hour or two to fix up what the AI gave you. And I would say the same with coding, right? Um, I'm sure this AI pops out pretty good code, but I'm sure that there's code, there's parts of it that could be a little bit better, or maybe don't mesh with the website or the full structure of what you're building. So you'll still need to know design to, or I mean development to take that code and tweak it enough. Yet again, you don't need to know how to write it, but you'll need to know enough to take it and then spend an hour to make it perfect. On that point, though, who is fixing the code? Who is taking the two-thirds of it or the, the one-third or whatever percentage that is to correct mm-hmm. it? It is not anymore the whoever. You have to be an expert. You know, like let's say you, ha- you know, mm-hmm. it's not like the freelancer who is like making two hundred, three hundred dollars of a project, like it's maybe above his level, you know. Um, there's certain artists who don't have the capability of the AI, so they certainly cannot fix whatever AI created. And mm-hmm. the, the far in between of the people who can take it to the next level, they're just like mm-hmm. experts. They are like there's not enough of them. You see what I mean? Yeah. Well, so I, I love that you said that because, like, that's like the opposite of everything we've been saying about AI in a way. Where we're we're talking about how like oh AI is popping in. Like, what is the expert? Is the expert going? But I think you're right. I think it's like if you can if you can be on the same level as AI, um, and you can take what AI gives you and improve it even. 
That's so cool. Like you, you can. So, so it's like I, I think that's I think that's a really important thing to say because I think as people see this AI, they're seeing that experts are gone. There is no expert, but no, there still is. It's it's you know now does the AI get better in ten years where it doesn't really need that fixing up that I just talked about? Who knows? Maybe I don't know. Well, but there's the thing like you could split that problem into like three parts. Like oh, I got a picture that is good, or there's a concept, and you just create separate AIs specialized for this problem you know mm -hmm. make it more artistic make it more uh, original make it more whatever and you will get like you combine all those ais you know you could like right now you could go on to mid journey create your uh, person and then you go on the lensa mm -hmm. app feed it like the, the the photos and then you get like a couple art styles in the variation of that one specific um art style and that would be like very interesting. Mm -hmm. Now you're using two different AIs. The one is more optimized for this. The other one is more broad. And then mm -hmm. if you're like feed that to a third AI, I don't know. You know, it's it's getting too complex. I I'm just like it, it's mind-boggling because like yes, you're right. You need those experts, but they're not affordable, and they they will will become less and less uh, valuable because you cannot rely on an expert anymore if you need to get results done and you don't have the money you know because everything is becoming cheaper and cheaper and cheaper because everybody can do it so it's like what tool can mm -hmm. i buy that fixes the problem and that will be replacing basically the experts oh this yeah is dark and gloom <laughs> let's talk 2022 <laughs> yeah so i yeah so i mean uh, i'm just trying to think of the best way to answer this so i i think like but you see the problem yeah, that I, I'm seeing? It's like I, I'm, I, I can't wrap my head around it. Well, it's it's tough. It's like you would think on on you would think that having. <coughs> sorry, I'm getting over a cold too. Um, you would think that like having it be cheaper to start a company and to start a tool and to start a movement is is a good thing. That we having it be free is a good thing, but. It's just crazy. Like we're we're really devaluing stuff to its bare bare its its lowest point. We're like, yeah, I can start a company. I can have a whole creative firm for nothing now. I can I can have AI do all the work and and I think like it's just it's going to be hard for you to communicate that value. I think I think people are good bullshitters for sure. But like when the clients, I don't know. I think like I think like the cat's not quite out of the bag, right? So if you're creative out there and you're selling a bunch of AI generated art and you're using AI on all your projects, you're probably okay. Like the clients haven't really caught up to that yet. Fast forward five years from now, 10 years from now, the clients will kind of know, I think they're going to, and I, and I'm, I'm nervous for that question. I'm nervous for that first um, web design kickoff meeting I go into where, you know, the big wig is over there with his arms crossed. He's like, wait, so why don't you just use AI? I know that there's this AI thing and that AI thing. So you want five grand to do this? I mean, why don't you just use AI and charge us 500 bucks? Yeah. You know, that's when it's, that's when it's like, well, yeah, now the cat's out of the bag. Now the creatives that thought like, ha ha ha, now we'll be able to make all this money for less effort. Well, no, now nobody wants to pay you because they know it's not you. Yeah. So it's a weird yeah, topic. it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery yeah, on, slope. On that note, though, I, I want to go back to the positivity, uh, you know, because like <laughs> obviously you can see a lot of dock in there, and I was like, okay, what what does that mean now for me? Does whatever I do become now meaningless? And I'm like, that was like the struggle that I had too with like, what is the right questions to ask, and what does that mean yeah. like for my profession in general and whatever, you know? But it it is now very important to be like centered and like. No, I'm doing the best thing I can 
Oh, he's coughing and muted me uh, himself. Um, I think it's like the most important thing right now to just realize like I'm a human being and I should do what is best for me. And that is the only thing that matters, mm -hmm. you know, like it's not like, oh, should I do now videography, web design or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. At the moment, you just do the best thing you can and you enjoy life. That is what, what is your purpose, you know? And it's like, if you worry about the future, like I'm getting replaced by this and that, and I don't see the purpose in this, you're basically stop doing what you need to do, and you're procrastinating, and you're making things worse, you know? Like, you have to live in the moment and just, like, mm -hmm. kind of be more like, like an animal and just make the thing work, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, be it's like, like a... Be like an animal and make it work. Um, no, I, I do like that, though. No, you, it's a good point, though. I, I think, um, you know, I've said this in the past. I'll, I'll say it again. Well, actually, no. I'll say something different, actually. Um, you know, art school is a fun thing because I I remember the first day, like, I, I walked in, and, and I think I've said this before, that, like, when everyone starts art school, they think they're the hottest thing around. They're like, man, I'm, I'm the most creative guy from where I came from, man. I'm going to come in. I'm going to whip stuff together. Creative director. I'll be creative director in a year. I'll retire in five years. So, you know, you just have this, like, inflated vision of, like, what you can do. And then you have that guy walk in. Um, let's call him Ralph. Ralph walks in one day, and he is so much better than you. It's offensive. It's offensive how bad you are compared to him. Now some would, be, some people would be like, "Well, that sucks, man. Why am I even? Why am I even doing what I'm doing?" Ralph's over here. He's ten times better than me. He does it ten times quicker. Well, guess what? You're gonna get so much better being in that room competing against Ralph. If you can beat Ralph, then you'll become even way better than you'll ever have been. So, so I'll make the same argument with AI. AI just walked in the room and was like, yo, bro, I can do this in five seconds, and I can do it ten times better than you can do. Well, yeah, maybe it's kicking your butt right now. Maybe, like, you can't beat it, but be competitive then. Get better than AI. I mean, someone argue that's not possible, but maybe it is, and and at least trying will make you a better designer, better better artist, better creator. So so that's what my argument would be, is is. Be competitive. Be better than the AI. Don't don't get thrown off by it. Be like, use it as a reason to get better. And and figure out what better is. Maybe better isn't pushing pixels better. Maybe better isn't coming up with the perfect formula. Maybe being better means you need to zoom out a little bit more then. Right? So for me, I know and I know Fitze's over here too, kind of thinking the same way of like, you know, maybe we become creative directors more, right? Maybe it's not about being deep in the sauce and, and creating stuff and being production artists. Maybe the production artists start to move up to the director level where, yeah, he uses AI, he uses real stuff and use a combination and they're just tool sets where you're, you're just having a better creative vision. Um, but yeah, I so I, right I, I think. Yeah. Having the right vision, like, uh, is basically having the right ask uh, questions to ask. Because, like, if you have a vision, you you have to ask those questions. How do I get to that vision? You know, how do I get to this end goal? And whatever yeah. this end goal is, that is like your vision, and this needs mm -hmm. specific questions. And those specific questions, you can ask an AI, and it will help you. But you need to have a good mm -hmm. vision. You have to have good questions. You have to have good prompts. Mm -hmm. and, that will lead you to that way, and that will make you better than AI if you can use it with the right questions. Because AI mm -hmm. is maybe not asking itself like the right questions, like you know, and or it's maybe not asking itself any questions, and it's just doing what I'm hoping. Mm -hmm. But yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I guess to kind of wrap this up, I want to also, uh, I just want to go back to the very beginning of this. He said, the meaning of life, you know, AI doesn't know the meaning of life. However, you may know the meaning of life of the projects, right? Why, why do they need to happen? Why do they need to exist? So, so, so in a way, it's like, you are still the creator, because you, you know, the meaning of a project's life. And that so that's one thing AI doesn't know yet. So, so, so yet again, that's, that's your that's your value as a person is that you create the meaning of the project itself. You know, yeah, maybe AI could do it all for you, but you're the one that creates the meaning and you're the one that kind of connects it to reality. So that's still, yeah. you still have that use too. I, I want to riff off of that because like you said the project, I'm like, you could take that quite lowly onto the person. Like what is your meaning of life? You know, you have to pick mm -hmm. and choose what that meaning is. And I think there's no right or wrong answer. And it's like, changing all the yeah, time. It's changing. changing. It's, it's changing or stays the same. It's kind of like a video game. You pick and choose your goals and you play the game how mm -hmm. you want to play it. You can make AI irrelevant if you set for yourself the goal like I'm making just odd and you just do your thing. No matter mm -hmm. what AI does, what people buy or not buy, you just do your thing and you make sure that you get what you get and you basically live your life. And I think this is the, per yeah. uh, the, the way to happiness where you just do your thing and you don't worry about it. You just do whatever is needed to get mm -hmm. from A to B. Yeah, exactly. Just do your thing, you know. Do do what you need to do. I but yeah, don't focus on the bad things or you'll or you'll just get consumed by them. So if, so if AI is out here causing you stress and and yeah, and you're like how the heck are we ever going to get through this? Just stop focusing on it at a certain point. Get back to what what makes you happy. Get back to what why you do what you do. Um that won't go away no matter what the tool is. So so yeah, man. So I mean, um, so yes, yeah, so we're coming up on a new year. Um, we we've congrats, by the way. We we've been able to do this podcast at least six months now. I think so. We've I think we've done a pretty pretty good job of staying on top of this podcast. The numbers been good, by the way. So for all of you out there, um, if you haven't liked or subscribed, please like and subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> we're we're on Spotify, so follow us on there. You can also rate us on there, and we are now on um, Apple Podcasts. So if you if you don't really I'm like so seeing our faces, but you but you'll love our voices go go on go on apple podcasts you don't see our faces so you can really imagine us looking even better than we do now so yeah there we go like like on apple Podcasts. so i just figured that out you have to actually go on to the thing and listen to a couple so i'll all our episodes on there or is it just um yeah all of them yeah so they're automatically being uploaded we, we had some noise on your face oh. sorry We're oh sorry Sorry, everyone, for some uh, distortion there. That was Apple uh, getting mad at me. Um, but yeah, no, we um, yeah, they're on. They're they're always gonna be on Apple Podcasts the same day they drop on Spotify. For all of you guys out there, we usually release on Spotify sometimes a day or two earlier than YouTube. So get on Spotify if you want the first first go at the episodes. But yeah, so um, so yeah, so they'll be on those 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 few platforms. Oh, again? Is it is it is it cutting out some more? Oh, sorry for all of you at home, but this is sounding terrible. It shouldn't sound terrible. No, no, I um, think there's a bug or something going on. Like there's like some scratching. If somebody's like scratching the microphone, I don't know why. You know. Okay. Let's, yeah, uh, we'll, end, we'll, pre we'll pretend that was smooth. But yeah, so I guess um, to get so to get into this next year, man. Um, how are you feeling about 2023? 
very excited. I'm, I'm overall feeling good. You know, like obviously there's a lot of like AI stuff going on. It still doesn't really affect me that much. And even then, I'm feeling like because we're learning, we're being active, we're consuming the content, we're playing the tools or playing mm -hmm. with the tools. I mean, um, we, we will be mm -hmm. like well adapt. That's like my opinion. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm aware of it. I'm not surprised. I saw that kind of stuff happening a couple of years ago. When I mm -hmm. showed every, everybody like Cold Fusions spin-off GPT-3, and it was like I think like four or five years generating text on Reddit, and people were thinking they're reading stuff from a person, but it's actually just like AI generated. What mm -hmm. is like scary, and that was like four years or so ago. Yeah. Um, overall, I feel very good. Like client work is coming. I'm getting better. Um, I'm getting happier. Things are paneling into their regular motion again. I think like the economy good. is recovering. Um, it is interesting. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. I think, the, I think the economy is recovering. I agree with that. Well, good. I'm glad. I mean, um, we know kind of off camera that you've just had so much this year. I think you've been yeah. trying to play uh, catch up for four or five months now. So it's um, so yeah, I, I totally get that. I think me too. I just finally just now got caught up myself in the last couple of weeks after months of like four or five months being behind. But um, yeah, yeah I'm excited for this year. I. One of the one of the things that I think this podcast taught me a lot this year was um, just get out and start these things. Put put nets out in the ocean, right? Yeah. And so just so like that's one of one of the things you know we're showing mm -hmm. up every week. We're releasing an episode. You know, sometimes it's a little bit more stressful, and sometimes the quality is a little bit lower. Sometimes it's a little bit higher. But we're like there's a path mm -hmm. of improvement. Well, yeah, and it and it comes back to the having that childlike joy about it right i think it's like like we've done a good job of like at any point in this being being very careful of being like hey man we're just doing this for fun right like at the end of the day this is kind of just for fun and to kind of market because if it gets too serious if it gets too serious where it's like well you didn't show up and you didn't get that done and we're not hitting the metrics we need to hit it could really scare us away from something like this especially since the money's not pouring in it's easy to like you know critique and get really intense when the money's coming in but but yeah, so these things where it like has to be a labor of love, it's um I think we've done a good job of like at least making it fun. And hopefully for all of you guys out there that are watching, you know, I know I've talked to some other people and they actually enjoy these conversations, which is good because, you know, it gives us a chance to catch up and, and we have a lot of these talks, so it's good to like I think a lot of people out there have a lot of the same views that we do and so it's um but yeah, well, yeah. this next year it's yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, I, I think this year, um, I, I know for me, you know, the podcast is still going to keep growing. I know we have our own plans. We have other stuff that's going to keep happening. For all of you guys, go to infinitecreativepodcast.com to go get yourself a coffee mug. Um, you know, there's there's things like that. Um, with my with my painting, I've, I've kind of ramped that up. So I've started to paint a lot more and more. And I'm going to start, I'm going to launch a website for that in the next month or two to start selling prints and things. And um, I've started to redesign design my website um which is always a big no, thing for any web when you when you're your own web designer no not yet not yet no very early stages right now um but um but yeah so we're i'm gonna launch that you know very quickly in the next month as well i think um so it's just ramping stuff up now right you know um other other off-screen things are pretty funny got got my lawyer the other day um for this uh lawsuit that's coming up but um we'll talk about that you know maybe later when that's more okay to talk about and all that stuff. litigation 2023 is the year we sue um but um <laughs> 
But, you know, so, uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm really excited for this year, I think. Um, you know, I think there'll be a little bit more of me in Florida this year. So, so for all of you guys yeah. at home, you know, you, you'll, you'll get a little bit more of me and Fitze in-person podcasts. That's going to definitely be In the be back back there. So, actually, I have a question. So, if you, what, what were your biggest bottlenecks this year and what are the things you want to improve this uh, next year? <clears throat> mm, okay. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good question. Um, well, my health is a big one. I think this year I've, um, I've kind of mentioned it sometimes on the podcast, but it's been a hard health year. Um, so I've started to try to take better care of myself. You know, at the beginning of the year I had, um, I had a back problem and I had that back surgery in June that really knocked me out the first front of the year. And then recently I've just been sick uh, almost every week. So, so that's the biggest thing for me. The biggest bottleneck this, this year has been just my health and um, seeing that that's held me back quite a bit. Um, so take care of yourselves out there. You know, if you're not sitting correctly, sit and get better posture. If you have, you know, it's, it's those small problems, right. That you don't solve, right. That you're like, you're just like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I sit a little weird or yeah, I sneeze or I have bad allergies. But if you don't take care of these problems, I've, I learned the hard way this year that they, they'll come crashing in the front room someday. And, um, and yeah, so yeah. How about you, man? What was like your biggest bottleneck this year? You think? Well, obviously life accidents, traveling, doing a lot of things, not having like my time compartmentalized, uh, you know, putting yeah, it in compartmentalized. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, messed that word up as a foreigner. <laughs> but yeah, in the end, like that was my biggest bottleneck, like being efficient with my time, not splitting everything up as I should and running like a, um, a clean show. Basically, everything was a little mm. bit chaotic and I'm like, I do it in my free time and oh, I mm -hmm. don't have free time and I'm like doing when I feel like it. I'm, I need mm. to become more structured, be more efficient and like less yeah. about my feeling and just more doing because life happens every year. Life happens every day. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I didn't feel well. Oh, life happens. Like, I guess like this is just normal. There's no reason to complain. Just like keep on yeah. doing. Because like I, t I, yeah. I, ha I have enough excuses. Like, you know, I'm like, uh, and I'm like, oh, why did it hold me back? Like, I should have just done things, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think um, I think it's really smart. I mean, yeah, compartmentalizing is is a huge thing. I think um, you don't you don't really um, get organized for the good days. You get organized for the bad days, and that's when it's when the it's when the stuff hits the fan, man. That's when you know that you don't have any systems. Um, you yeah. know, that's what happens to me is everything's running fine until something goes bad and then everything falls apart. And then that's why I'm like, Oh, but if you had a system, it wouldn't have fallen apart, but you didn't have a system. So, or if um, it runs really, really good, you know, like how much good can you handle? You know, like that, that's like one of the problems, you know, <laughs> yeah. how can you scale? And if you don't have a system that runs smooth, the system only runs to a certain degree smooth. If it gets too busy, it gets overloaded. Something is not running efficient enough. And then, like, a good system is maybe not good enough. Yeah, I was actually going to look this up. I'm going to butcher this quote, but I, um, but like, you know, it's like Mark Cuban, um, one of the, one of his quotes that he's, he said that I like is like, what, what separates a hobby from a business is your ability to replicate what you provide. And I love that statement. Um, that, that's what, that's what makes, and I'll say it again. So what separates a business from a hobby is your ability to replicate what you do. And so I, I just love that because so, so much of us as creatives, you know, we, 
we we get caught in this place where every project we're reinventing the wheel. Every single project we're we're redoing a new thing. And and I know me, I just I always want to push. I always want to push it and push it and push it. So every project's a new new you know. But you have to be able to replicate this, right? You are running a business. You have to you have to kind of um per, you know pretend that you run this 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 corner store that people walk in and they only they want to pick a couple things off the shelf, go to the cash register, check out, and go. And I want to get better at that. If you want to know kind of one of my bigger goals for my design profession it's just that get the conveyor belt going it doesn't need to be like conveyor belt in terms of like bad quality of work but but yeah get more of a system going where you get a you get a client you onboard them you do the project they pay they're done and get that process to be quicker because because i've had some projects this year that were like three months of that and i was like no this needs to be two weeks three weeks we need to like get this smaller um so i know that that's the big thing for me and it sounds like for you too is like you know, create a process that you can replicate more and more and more. So there's less and less of you running around um, trying to figure out new tools and figure out new things. Um, so for me, I know for my web design, I've started to think about, I'm starting to use some of the advice I give clients. Like a lot of clients, I'll say, come up with three <laughs> tiers. Come up. Yeah. Which I don't do a lot of, but you know, so, so I told him, you know, so I've tried to tell myself is like, come up with your three tiers, right? Bronze, silver, gold. What's the bronze client, the silver client, the gold client. And we need all of those clients. Some you need, you know, more than others. Cause the gold clients, while they're giving you more money, it's going to take more time, the harder product projects, more risk. Bronze clients, though, that may be like a very templated thing, and it may only be a couple hundred bucks, but you have a template. Boom, boom, boom. Takes one or two hours, you're done. So... I'm trying to be better at that. Me as a creative, I've always been like, ugh, templates, ugh, ugh, processes, ugh. I would rather just make like a groundbreaking thing every time. But I, I'm starting to try to break that though of like, well, we can have the bronze stuff too. We can have this kind of like, you know, because I have had those clients recently. They're like, I just don't have the budget. I only have 500 bucks or a thousand dollars. Can can you still help me? And I'm a lot of times like, no, I can't. I don't. I don't want to help you. Like you don't have enough money to make it even worth my time at all. And and um, but if I had kind of more things ready to go for that for those people, where it's like, okay, you only have five hundred bucks. Systems. Yeah, yeah. Then like, we're not going to have a groundbreaking website. It's not going to win me any design rewards, but I have some stuff for you. I can still help you out. It'll only take me a couple hours, and we're, we'll still be yeah. there where we need to be. So, so that's kind of my thing is trying to think of like the of like yeah tiers of things. Get the gold clients, yeah. but don't forget the bronze clients. Yeah, that, that brought me also on a concept because like I'm I'm doing video work and sometimes I'm the main videographer and it's my own project and sometimes I'm like getting um, hired as a second videographer and then obviously the budget is way lower, you know, um, and I was like, I would love to scale on like $500 you mentioned is like a very competitive um, price point. One of my things is like if I could scale $500 to $1,000 a day and be like that efficient where I'm just like showing up filming and just like basically be a cameraman for $500 to $1,000 a day, that would be great, you know. Um, and you could achieve that in multiple ways, having a lot of gear and just providing a lot of gear and access or being very, very skilled so that that justifies the price. And mm-hmm. one of my friends is basically hiring me for that amount kind of sort of. And it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, he wants to be that big production company and just doing bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I want to be more and more independent and be more and more freelance. But also, like, mm-hmm. I like the idea of, like, I could scale this really easy if you have mm-hmm. more of those people, you know, and provide them the yeah. tools they need for that amount of money. Yeah, well, it's really funny. I think I... um 
the, the same people that, that a couple of years ago were telling me, I don't want to work in a firm. Who wants to work in this big firm are now trying to create their own firms, which I, yeah. I just think is kind of funny because I, I it almost begs the question of why don't you just go work for these other firms that have already done all this work for you? And why, why don't, why are you, why do you have to create all of this stress for yourself? If you like, do you want to work in a firm or not? And if the answer is no, then why are you trying to create a firm? It makes no sense to me. Um, well, being the owner and being the employer are two pairs of shoes, I think. You know, like as the owner, you, you reap all the benefits, mm -hmm. you know, all the rewards and all the risk and yada, yada, Well, yada. yeah. I mean, not all but the be benefits, but. Yeah, but the employee is like you're basically living somebody else's dream and you don't take any, any risk, you know, like you maybe get fired, mm -hmm. but that's about it. Um, what yeah. is a big upside, especially right now in this economy. I thought about mm -hmm. it, you know, like maybe I should go like down the, the regular path and just like mm -hmm. take all my skills, pack it in like a nice resume and try to make the best out of it, you know. And I'm like, mm -hmm. hmm, weird, you know. And oh, believe me, I'm in the same be, place, yeah. Yeah, okay. so every, everybody is thinking about it. One of my friends, Jonathan, did it and he's very happy. And mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. I, I just don't know what is the right answer or the wrong answer in that part, you know. Yeah, well, there's so much potential in the freelance world. I think that's I keep finding the same thing where like, yeah, I could I could definitely go get like a job at a firm and it would be I get paid probably double what I get paid now. And um, but but yeah, you there's so much potential. If you can get out there and get all of that, you'll get paid way more than you would at a firm. And yeah, you would have all this control. Um, and yeah, not to poo poo people that want to start firms. I think that's cool. I think that's that's yeah. a cool thing. I think it's um, it's just a I lot of stress. I've Oh, go ahead. Go I, for it. Yeah, I think, though, it is maybe the best thing to have the freelance experience. If you if you were once or twice a freelancer mm -hmm. and you start that full-fledged employee of the month kind of hustle at a company, mm -hmm. you you don't worry if you get fired because, like, oh, yeah, I can go back to freelance. Oh, I have all that skill set. Oh, mm -hmm. I have this, you know. But you have to have mm -hmm. this done at once so you have the confidence in, the, like, I don't need them, but I want them, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think well, yeah, that it, experience, it will be good. Well, you appreciate the whole process then, right? So if I ever went into a firm, I'll appreciate the project managers. I'll appreciate the guy that goes and gets the clients because you have to do all that now. I'll appreciate the accountant. I'll appreciate accounts receivable and payable. I'll, you know, So you appreciate all these parts of these firms because you've done it all. Like you as a freelancer, you've done all the parts of the firm. So so that's what's nice too is I, I, I talk to not not a lot of people, but I've, I've talked to some people that have worked at firms where they're, they're very ignorant to the whole process and they're very pompous. They think that they're the, they're the whole reason the firm is even running. And it's like, dude, you didn't get the client. You didn't get them to pay the invoice. You didn't keep track of the project. Like they don't, they just don't realize there's so many pieces that are just as important as them, where I think from us coming from a freelance place, we know that all these things are important because we had to do all these things. So, um, yeah, who knows? I may end up in a firm here eventually too. my finances this year. Um, I'll, I have no problem saying on the podcast, we're, we're not great. Um, you know, I didn't have a great financial year. I think it's fine yet again. It was a lot of that extracurricular stuff, like my health and stuff that kind of messed that up as well as, you know, just clients behaving badly. And, um, you know, so who knows? I, I may go back. I may not. You know, the thing that always pushes me away from going into a firm, and I'm sure you probably feel the same way about this, is that it's it's easy to go into like a firm or a golden cage. Uh, and, and I say easy. It may not be easy. It may be hard. But um, but it's hard to get out of a firm. That jump is really hard. Like once you get yeah. back into being a domesticated animal, it's hard to go back out into the woods. Yeah, um, and that's what I, I get afraid of. Yeah, so I have a story for that because like – 
when I was like in Germany learning my job, my I went for my apprenticeship and whatever, you know, one of my goals mm-hmm. was like immediately if, after I finished my apprenticeship, I basically is it apprenticeship? Like no, yeah, apprenticeship when you learn a job for three years. It's not an internship. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the right word. Um, after yeah. I learned a job, I immediately go to a different company, no matter what. I, I quit and go, even if they mm-hmm. want me. They wanted me, oh. and I quit, you know? And I'm like, I was an electrician. I'm like, okay, I can't do this because, like, if I only worked my whole life at one company and I never had the balls to work somewhere else or quit, mm-hmm. I will never be able to quit. One of my friends, yeah. he did the opposite. He stayed with them. Now he's working, mm-hmm. like, really for really shitty pay, is scared to change jobs and he's changing mm-hmm. tires as a mechanic and he is not even a full-fledged mechanic and it's like he's stuck mm-hmm. there and he's afraid of life mm-hmm. and of the job market and he doesn't see his value he does not have yeah. any different experience he only knows those people working there I, I think like sometimes it's really good like breaking those chains loose <clears throat> just to see what happened you know and believe mm-hmm. in yourself and building that foundation or basically have the freelance experience too. Maybe you could do it by yourself better, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, what he's feeling is, I think, very common where people people can't see outside of the golden cage that they're inside. They can't they can't see that there there is another world and they, they, they yeah, they, they lose um, faith in themselves and they get trapped and yeah, I've been there too. I mean, when I went into my freelance practice, when I started that freelance practice, it took about six months to get the balls you were just talking about. It took about six months for me to be like, because I was, because you're, especially if you're doing well in a company, that's when it's really hard. It's easy to leave a company when they're treating you like crap and it's not going well, but, but it's, it's even harder to leave a company if you're getting new clients for the company, you're, you're making a big name for yourself, you're doing great work and the boss is happy enough. Now he maybe he's not happy enough to give you enough money, but he's happy enough to leave you alone and let you have control and, and you know you're starting to actually get some of the things that maybe you fought for maybe it took too long to get but you're starting to get some of these things that you fought for with the company and and so it's it's very hard to be like let's throw that all in the trash can and start from the very bottom and that can be very scary for a lot of people um one of the things that i've 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 tried to get better at over the years and i, I always tell people this is is the the ultimate power you could have is the power to not be afraid to be homeless you know, that is the ultimate power. You know, I, I know I know people that do the van life and stuff like that, and you can't scare them. There's nothing that can go wrong. They're like, whatever, bro, I'll figure it out. And if you can have that type of mindset, if you can stop being so afraid of losing all the physical things that you've you've gathered over the years and stuff, like that's the ultimate power. If you can and I've 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 started to get there, I think, where I've I've started to be more comfortable, like if I lose all of this, and if I can't be in an apartment, I can't do these things and I can't stay in certain towns like i'll still be creative like you won't stop me like i'll still be creating stuff and so i think that a comfort for me so so anyone that's kind of on the edge of leaving their job or not and it's it's a good situation and should i go freelance i don't know is like try to be less afraid of of roughing it don't be so afraid of roughing it roughing it's not a bad thing and it's temporary yeah, I mean, on that note, though, if things are running good, you obviously don't have to jump into freelance. It's not the cure for everything. Um, but mm-hmm. obviously, have if you never had, like, the, this, like, you know, feeling safe just because no matter what, then it's maybe mm-hmm. a good thing. Because sometimes you have to take a step back to take a step forward, you know, 
or mm-hmm. two steps forward, however you want to call it. But that that mm-hmm. step backwards is actually a step forward sometimes, you know. After you learn, yeah. like, hey, I lost mm-hmm. it all. Now I'm feeling safe, like gaining it back. And I'm not afraid of losing mm-hmm. it. You're better than before, you know. And that yeah. step backwards would have is way, way more powerful than if you have mm-hmm. the wrong mindset, doing five steps forward, but you're terrified. Yeah, so I mean. It like, puts you in a golden cage, you know. Well, here's like here's an example for you. So like, why do people like live? I've always wondered why people live in some of these cities where you have like a 500 square foot apartment. You have this closet for an apartment. You pay three, four, five grand. And you spend most of your money just just to. Oh crap! I hope my mic's not cutting out too bad. But you know you're um, you know you spend all this money to to, to work your butt off essentially. But then, you know, you could take that money, that same amount of money, and go live somewhere that's not sexy, maybe a little bit more dangerous, but then you would, you would own a lot more and you could work a lot less. So, so there is always that kind of, like, people are too scared, but, but then they pay for that. And so I would say, that may just be your headphones, man. I think my, my level's looking good. Um, but, you know, I think it's, it's, it's all about the... The fact that you, if you can get more comfortable with, yeah, being uncomfortable, I think you can you can get out of the comfort and then have more freedom. Because I'll tell you what, if you want to know some of the best benefits I feel like of being freelance is, is, is just the fact I can do whatever I want whenever I want. Um, that was one of the reasons I don't I don't do a job is I I don't like the idea of like you know calling the boss in the morning and be like sorry man I feel so sick I can't come in and and this whole kind of like apologizing for missing time you know like my dad had emergencies throughout the year where I had to go to the hospital last second so I was able to do that I wasn't I didn't have to ask someone when I when I had my back stuff going on and I couldn't even get up out of the couch because it hurt so bad you know back in February of this year you know I I was able to just be like take off the day whatever you know so. So that's what you're buying, you know. So for all of you out there, they're like, you know, yeah, I make, let's say, 70, 80 grand a year. But if I leave this job, it's going to go down to 30, 40 grand a year. You do lose that money. But then when mom and dad get hurt, you can just go. Or if you want to go see Mexico, go see Mexico. If today you're just having a bad mental day, then don't work at all. And that's that's what you pay for. So people out there, like, that's what I would say is, like, that's what you're paying for. Is you're paying for that freedom, yeah. and I'll tell you what, and I think Fitzek can agree is that that freedom is amazing, um, yeah. and definitely you'll use it. Yeah, it's a, it's like one of those things that is like a life lesson that you can take, uh, but you don't have to. But it's really depending on you on your risk tolerance because some people just need like they they, they are not the leader, they're the follower, and they're the supportive guy, and that's fine. There's mm-hmm. no right or wrong. And I don't want to no. push somebody into like financial <laughs> distress, uh, distress. But yeah, that's just like how <laughs> I see the world, you know. And it's like a good lesson for myself, and it served mm-hmm. me well. And I'm like overall a happy person because of it. And even that AI stuff mm-hmm. doesn't bother me now because like I just do, and I will figure it out, you know. We're yeah, all you'll be you'll, like like I said, you'll create no matter what. Nothing's going to stop you from creating. Nothing will. Yeah. So, so at least take solace in that. You'll always be a creator. Yeah. On that note, any goals for next year? Well, the goals, yeah, are just going to be, you know, kind of um, putting my money where my mouth is on a lot of stuff, including this podcast, which I think we've done. I think my painting, I'm going to start putting my money where my mouth is. I think on my own freelance practice, I am going to try to get more clients both on the East Coast and West Coast, I think. I'm trying to get systems better, connecting with more creatives. I think that's something that you do pretty well that I need to get better at, um, going to more events, getting out there and talking to people, um, 
and just kind of getting more in the networks. I think that's my biggest thing is I would just like to be more in the networks. But yeah, how about you, yeah. man? Um, goals. I had a, the last two months financially were terrible and good at the same time, you know, like getting booked left and mm -hmm. right, even though I'm like, everything is in distress. I'm like, my goal is mm -hmm. like to probably go like um, 30,000 uh, 30, or something or 20 to some somewhere mm -hmm. 20 to 30,000 next year. That would be a big cool. jump. And so, you know, it's like money. If if I could scale it right now, I could easily mm -hmm. do that. But I need to keep it going like this and make sure mm -hmm. the quality is there and people, you know, coming back. But yeah, so yeah, basically yeah. money goals, um, being more productive and more um, run the show more efficiently and also like being better. Like I, I think yeah. like we talked about it um, off camera with the Descript. I, I'm learning new editing software so that is script based mm -hmm. where we get a full mm -hmm. transcript of the podcast. This will be so exciting. So um, mm -hmm. I want to test it for this one. How is the situation on episode 18? So I want to see if that shows up in the search or somewhere, you know, if you implement mm -hmm. it on the website. Did you try that or uh, not No, nope, not yet, but Nope, not yet, but we will, uh, yeah, and so for all of you out there, since we're talking a little shop on the podcast, you know, so yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be um, trying a new kind of thing of, um, not really new, but like uploading um, some of these, just getting better at kind of, yeah, getting kind of the words of the podcast out there, getting better subtitles, getting these things kind of uploaded on the website as well, um, so it'll help um, the website, but it'll also help you viewers out there. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, ex I'm excited. I think, I think what's happening right now that I, I can sense with you that I think is happening with me too, is you're, you're building tool chests right now. You're kind of figuring yeah. out what are the tools for the year, you know? Cause I, I keep viewing all these things as like an effects board for a guitar where you're building that effects board, right? We have some reverb, we have a, we have a chorus, we have some distorted effect. And so it's like, yeah. So I think it's kind of exciting, right? To kind of just be building. Yeah, what what's what I feel sets. like is the best actually with this whole situation right now is like, okay, this thing doesn't make money right now. Um, I did podcasts where I made some money with even less. and But it's like, you can make money with it. But right now, it doesn't make money. So we have to be very efficient and very time um, conservative. So the one thing that we learned is like how, how we get the show going every week as effective mm -hmm. as possible with the time we're putting in. And we're getting like more and more tools together to make the same effort but get more out mm -hmm. of it. Obviously, there's an increase in effort in certain ways, but um, overall, it still is, stays compact in its like shape and form, and we're just modifying and getting the system like really efficient. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I can't imagine how it will be like next year if we make it till mm -hmm. like another year. How efficient <laughs> and powerful it will become after it's like running smooth, you know? Because it's getting better. Yeah. There's like certain things like thumbnails are banger the um we have the sections on the video so you can skip to the right part then we will have the transcript then we will have this and that you know and mm -hmm. for this episode actually i'm trying to get like an intro the best highlights in the beginning and i nice. want to you know like doing this type of stuff little improvements over time and then just like yep. okay this is the system improve the system and only moving forward in that way yeah, and I just want to shout out out there. Um, I don't know when this is going to happen, but um, I know one thing that we both talked about off camera is just getting more guests too, and um, you know, and getting more of you of you out there watching this to to engage. You know, I think um, you know. So if any of you guys, if you have any comments of things you'd like to see us talk about, please leave that. If you don't want it to be uh, you know public, you know, send us an email at infinitecreativepodcast at gmail dot com. Um, you can you can email us there and. Um, because, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing I would like to see. I'd like to see us start to, um, you know, interview some other people, start to get some other, um, you know, I think a lot of people have gotten a good sense of our crazy heads. So it would be cool 
able to kind of get some other people. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I agree, man. I think it's getting better um, little by little. I think you've done a great job in terms of, of just slowly ramping up the the production to be better and better every single week and and you know doing your clips and things like that and just like having a good sense of like how how we kind of run this machine and yeah and i've got to say you know we are our, our listens have gone up month to month um we're about 150 percent better on average month to month in terms of views um so so we're doing great we're getting there you know i just have the 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 idea you know we have um chat openai.com open right now and i have the transcript from episode um 18 or whatever and i'm just like what are the highlights of the, the transcript and then i can <laughs> copy and paste that into the chat editor and get the best snippets out of it and i kind of want to he's already that. getting to work people he's on the podcast and he's already zoning out on the work but um but yeah i think um yeah i think you know it's going to be a great year i think where we're we're just going to keep improving this podcast, you know, but yet again, it, you know, for all of you that li are listening out there, you know, it does mean a lot to us. So, so please like subscribe, tell other people about this podcast, tell us how we could do better. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll keep doing this man every month, every week, I should say, we're, we're going to keep uh, releasing these. And, and I do also want to shout out that here in a bit, I don't know when, but later this year, we're going to have, um, probably more um kind of subscription-based content as well. well we'll always have these episodes be free but we've also talked off camera of creating kind of more fun ways for you guys to interact so uh yeah we'll we'll be announcing that stuff soon yeah this look, look at this so this is my question can you find the, the best free short snippets of this text and this is the podcast episode 18 i'm kind of curious what it will do with that now it has a whole transcript of the podcast, and it will highlight me the, the top three snippets, hopefully. And it's currently... Oh, did it do it? Did it do it? Um, I'm very curious. Oh. <laughs> so this is what it came up with. What are the best? So all so the intro? Okay. This is episode 18, so uh, which, which episode was that? I don't even remember which one that was. I don't remember either. But in the end, I'm just like, okay, now I'm just like, so you know... I don't I, I don't like the snippets it selected. Yeah, I can't really read it at that small size, but um Yeah, so it basically just selected so um the intro and yeah. That was a fail, so AI couldn't help me with that, even though it had the whole well, transcript. And, 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 well and that's because you said what's the best parts? Like it's like I don't know to what metric. What do you mean? You said the words correctly, is that the best part? Or like the best yeah. grammar? Like what is the best so but yeah, you know, so so anyway to kind of uh let's we could jump out of this for now. But I think um yeah, I'm excited for the next year, man. Um I think twenty twenty three is gonna be a good year. I think the economy is gonna get a little bit better here. I think things are gonna start to chug along a little quicker. Um and so, yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to keep uh, exploring stuff with you. And, um, yeah, so yet again for everyone, if you haven't liked, subscribe, do it. Um, go to the infinitecreativepodcast.com. There is a limited edition coffee mug on there that we're going to put in the vault after about a month or two. So get it while it's hot. And, um, yeah, just stay tuned, everybody. We we love you. We love doing this podcast. So, so still see be creative. See you guys later. We'll see you in Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, happy so. New Year. <laughs> Yeah. Have a good one. <laughs> See you, everybody.